This is the Cafe American Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. And this is going to be a, uh, I don't know, it's going to be a mental patient type show tonight. Because there are so many stories and so many diverging topics here uh, that have gone, so many things have happened over the past week or so. Um, including, including me getting a fancy necklace from my parents, which is very nice of them to do. And also, uh, well, let's see. There's plenty of things to talk about as far as my life is concerned. I'm getting some new microphones this week, and I can't wait to get some of those. Uh, apparently, I may be buying a mic that, uh, or the same kind of mic that Howard Stern uses. And then you'll hear my booming voice all over the place, and I'll ask girls to turn the stereo up, and I'll just go and vibrate while they sit on top of it hard, hard, hard. Uh, well, one of the bigger things that happened this week is Newsweek. Well, it actually, it didn't happen this week. It literally happened today. And Newsweek is releasing garbage. They literally opened up their hiney holes and decided to shit out a story. And in this case, it's entitled, Should William Barr Recuse Himself from Mueller Report? Legal experts say Attorney General's ties to Russia are troubling. Really? Now, now this, now we're going to say that a, uh, Attorney General Barr it has ties to Russia, so he should recuse himself. I mean, th th just the sheer amount of nonsense, BS, and outright lies that the Democrats are trying to perpetrate upon the presidency is outrageous. And including Neville, Neville, never Trump, yeah, Aaron Neville, he's against it too, uh, including the never Trumpers. Uh, like William Crystal and Maximilian Boot, two arch, I would assume, dual citizens, uh, that will do anything in their power. They've created a new magazine called The Bulwark, and it is bullshit. Uh, the, anything they can do to rail against Trump. Now, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm really not. I, I swear to God I'm not. But the issue is, is that there's so much bullshit and outright lies coming from the other end that I, there's nothing I could do except try to defend this guy in some way or fashion. And it, it's not even trying to defend him. It's just setting the story straight. So now Democrats are taking aim at Barr's recent congressional testimony in which he slipped in his opinion that federal law enforcement officials may have spied on his boss's successful presidential run. Well, yes, they did spy on President Trump, and they did try to insert people into the campaign to, 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 to guess what, to spy on Donald Trump in his campaign. But the Democrats and Comey and William Stroke and Page and everyone else, well, it's not spying, it's just electronic surveillance. Uh, okay, fine, sure. It's still bullshit. It's still a whole bunch of rogue uh, rogue morons in an agency like the FBI or the Department of Justice that, that have an overarching, uh, just a, an extremely large amount of power, and they abuse that power. For no other reason than they didn't like the guy, and they were aligned with Hillary Clinton and the globalists and George Soros and all the rest. So uh, Newsweek is saying some experts argue that Barr's previous work in the private sector could conflict him 
uh, with continuing his supervision of the Russian jet. Well, okay. So the, what they're saying is Barr's previous employers are connected to key subjects in the probe. And some argue that even if Barr didn't break any rules, his financial ties to companies linked to aspects of the Russia investigation raise questions. Okay, so he may have some financial ties to companies that are... Uh, who cares? Honest to God, who cares? Who gives a flying F? Barr is friends with Mueller. If there was anybody that was going to give Mueller a break, it would have been Barr. That's it. There's no other way to look at this. And so, if the other part of this is they're always talking about how people are compromised for Russia. Okay, so if Comey is this former director, FBI director Comey, if he is this altruistic pillar of justice, he eats, sleeps, and dreams about law. He doesn't do anything else other than takes out law books, studies past cases, and he has pizza boxes on the floor all night, and he's got the green visor just like an account, and that's all he does is study law. And he is the, he is this rock-hard pillar of justice only for Americans. And it, No, 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 that's not it. He is biased. His brother does accounting work for the Clinton Foundation. You want to talk about people being... Uh, uh, compromised by other nations. There's one nation in particular that I won't mention by name, but we all know which one I'm talking about. Th then you should talk about Vice President Joe Biden, and you should talk about his son Hunter Biden and their undue influence in Ukrainian politics. And we also have to start questioning why there was a coup in the Ukraine to begin with, if the Clintons and also Victoria Newland, who was in the State Department under Hillary Clinton, and Hunter Biden were involved in energy deals and energy contracts within the Ukraine. It could not it could very well be within the realm of possibility that there was a specific reason that the Ukraine got overthrown. And it could involve Democrats. There were a few people that were indicted in the Ukraine for unduly influencing the United States elections of the of 2016, and they were they were found guilty. Now the funny thing is, is that the Department of Justice in the United States doesn't want to look at those cases, and they don't want to hear from those people. Now it only makes you question who is left in the Department of Justice that could be compromised and could also be stymieing the efforts of justice on behalf of Donald Trump. So that's one thing. The other thing is that Christopher Steele apparently was in a court in the United Kingdom, and he was forced to say that none of the Christopher Steele dossier could be verified, which means it's all hearsay, and that also means it's all bullshit. All of it. Every last syllable, every T crossed, every I dotted, every J dotted, every colon, every semicolon, period, comma, quotation, everything is unverified in the Steele dossier. And by the way, the Steele dossier is the only thing that the FBI, Department of Justice, CIA, DHS, that's the only thing that these morons were citing when they were going to the FISA courts to try to get unlimited surveillance of the Trump campaign. And 
And this dossier was funded by Fusion GPS, and Fusion GPS was paid for by the Democrats and Hillary Clinton's campaign. And Christopher Steele, in order to create this pile of horse manure, contacted Russian people. Some of these Russian people are still active within the Kremlin. So what does that tell you? It tells you that if there was any collusion with Russia, it would have been with the Clintons and the Democrats and John Podesta and his brother Tony Podesta. Pedophile. Jo uh, I shouldn't say that. I would have my suspicions that Tony Podesta is a pedophile along with John Podesta. Just look at their artwork. It's very icky. They were lobbying on behalf of Russian banks all the way up until October of 2016, uh, 2015. 2016? 2016. And then as soon as their lobbying contract was finished, lo and behold, we got Russiagate. And, well, we don't know if Trump is aligning himself with Russia. They're all talking to Russians. They're all aligning themselves with Russians. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You have been talking to Russians. You've been dealing with the Ukrainians. More than likely, just the Democrats are dealing with the Ukrainians, including arms deals and hiring neo-Nazis to overthrow a duly elected official or president within the Ukraine. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. There should be more talk of it. So uh, we go on and on. So Newsweek is saying that Alpha Bank bars former law firm Kirkland and Ellis. He was on the council for, uh, in March 2017, and he was confirmed as attorney general in February of 2019. Uh, and he represented Russia's Alpha Bank, and he earned more than a million bucks from Kirkland. So what? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. There's no collusion with Russia. There never was. There never will be. And if there was, don't you think it would have been leaked already? Don't you think that Comey, who has a fucking hard on to inflate his ego beyond all comprehension, don't you think he would have said something by now? Don't you think he would have come out as this hero, as the new Captain America, where he would say, look, we stopped a Russian insurgency, and the Russian insurgery, in, insurgery, insurgency went all the way to the top and got President Trump elected. In fact, President Trump was in direct communication with Vladimir Putin the whole time. Don't you think somebody would have come out with that? Don't you think there would have been evidence that was released that said something like, don't you think there would have been text messages released? Text messages just don't go away, thanks to the NSA. And if somebody was elected president, I, I'm pretty sure that you could bet your bottom dollar that the NSA and the CIA and the FBI and the Department of Justice would have done their thorough background checks on an individual to ensure that they were not compromised. Let's be honest about the whole thing. It doesn't make sense. The only thing Russiagate did, and the only objective of Russiagate, was 
to stymie any sort of policy agenda that Donald Trump had lined up. And it was also to stir the Democrat base. The unfortunate consequence to all of this is that it also stirred the Republican base. And it also emboldened Trump. And now the only thing Democrats have left is obstruction of justice. Unfortunately, you cannot have obstruction of justice if you don't have a crime. What is there to obstruct? So they don't have anything there either. The other thing you have to consider is that when the Mueller report came out, how many of these rabid Democrats were out there that were really, truly surprised? Look at Nancy Pelosi. She really wasn't that surprised. And other de they weren't really that surprised because they knew there wasn't any collusion. And they knew that this was nothing more than smoke and mirrors because they did not want to admit that their puppet, Donald Trump, who was funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign because Hillary Clinton wanted to run against Donald Trump, beat them at their own game. There was a report a long time ago. It was from one of Trump's campaign managers that quit during the, um, during the campaign. She said the only objective of Donald Trump was to broker the convention. And you got some asshole on a goddamn motorcycle outside. I mean, th there's one thing about where I live. Th there are so many fucking morons out there with loud, obnoxious modes of transportation out there. Anyway, that's going to change, though. Because we're going to start doing things, possibly from a studio or a bunker. Unlike Mark Levin, who says he always does things from a bunker. I don't know where he lives. I think he lives in D.C., maybe even Long Island. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so the other thing is they don't have anything. The Democrats don't have anything. You don't have obstruction of justice. You're never going to find any of that. It never will be. The Democrats were not – the real Democrats were not surprised because they knew that this was smoke and mirrors. They knew that the Mueller report was nothing more than a tactic to distract and 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 bring up all sorts of fervent emotions from the snowflakes. Now, another interesting thing to take into account is that Donald Trump wanted to release all the files about JFK. Remember that? He wanted them all released. Very interesting. We still really haven't gotten anything. So there is a war going on right now. And uh, we'll, we'll see who wins it. Uh, so far, it appears that the light, the, the lighter side of things are winning. But we don't know. We still have to figure this out. We still have to follow the bouncing ball. Mm. Pardon me, as I have some of my hazelnut coffee. Um, so another big story that came out was Notre Dame. Notre Dame I visited between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, very nice place. Wouldn't mind having dinner there. Except for now, because the ceiling and the roof have collapsed. It was all set on fire. Now, there are all sorts of conspiracy theories that are ranging about the fires. 
Uh, I, I personally, I don't, I am the, the jury is out for me. I, my first impression when you see a story as significant as this is that this is setting a message and sending a message to a lot of people. It's Notre Dame. Okay. This isn't some podunk church in the middle of nowhere. This is Notre Dame. And there were reports that 16 statues were removed from Notre Dame four days prior to this fire. There are also reports from a Jesuit. Now, the Jesuits, I'm sure you've seen, uh, what is that movie called with Dale Brown? Michael, I don't, I don't remember. You know the thing with the with Nicolas Cage and whatever else. I don't, whatever. So the Jesuits or the militant arm of the Vatican. Uh, somebody said that there was a Jesuit friend in Paris who works in Notre Dame, and he told the cathedral staff that the fire was intentionally set. Hmm. Now, my first thing is when I see something like this, I the, the first thing I do is look up significant events that occurred on the same day as this. And I really didn't find anything other than there is uh, an event in where is it? What was what date was this? I think it would took place in uh, which we'll call it. I think it took place in Munich or Switzerland where they burn effigies to get rid of the boog b o o g g which in later times turned into the boogeyman so there is an event that occurred on the same day as the burning of the of Notre Dame and it involves the ceremonial burning of the boogeyman. So there is something going on here. Because more than likely, this is an occult ritual. Dating from way back when. And on this day, they decided, we're going to send a message. I thought it would involve Walpurgisnacht. Which is where you, you burn effigies and, and, and fake children sacrifices. For Moloch and Baal and all of those fine individuals and fallen angels. Um, but it wasn't. It's too early. And, and also, supposedly, the crown of thorns that was worn by the late J.C. and subsequently encrusted in gold, by the way, uh, that was rescued from Notre Dame. That was stationed there. And a couple of other relics are in there. And now you have all these rich people, including Apple, rushing to the scene. And they're in there. We'll donate more. Well, we'll donate this much. And I think the, the latest one I found was that they were going to donate $320 million to get the, the thing rebuilt. So it's a developing story. And uh, my personal feeling about Notre Dame is that it is setting a press. Oh, that was another thing. The whole thing about Notre Dame is that prior to this, there was a rash of church burnings and church defacements all over France. I think all over Paris specifically. And what these things involved was occult rituals and black masses and symbolic or symbolism and sigils that were placed 
all over these churches. So more than likely, I would not be surprised if the Notre Dame Cathedral was the magnum opus of these occult ritualistic burnings. And it also sends a message. It sends a message that we are on a new field. They're playing the, 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 the way things have gone. They're now going to be changed. We are going to use a new playbook. This was a message. And this message was sent to somebody. And this is all esoteric stuff. It's all occult rituals. So we have to look deeper into things. And what is the significance of this week? And why? Why did it occur on that date? I think it was, uh, what was it? April? What's today? I don't even know what today is. So it occurred on, what, April 15th? So what is the significance of that day? So we have to look more into this. Uh, but do not do not be surprised if you start to see and hear more about occult rituals uh, around those dates and the significance of burning and uh, of burnt offerings, a pyre, if you will. Uh, moving right along, like I said, we're going to be digressing like drunken mental patients all night. Uh, there is a bombshell. Conservative Tribune is reporting. Now we know. Ah, oh, damn it all. Now we know. The exact lie Google CEO told Congress. And it's terrifying. See, this is what happens. You get these damn things. And they always, these fucking pop-ups drive me nuts. To quote Bill O'Reilly, fuck it, we'll do it live. Anyway. Bombshell, we now know the exact lie Google CEO told Congress, and it's terrifying for conservatives. This is an opinion. So you've got the CEO of Google. What's his name? Uh, Sundar Pichai, or P-I-C-H-A-I. He was, oddly enough, parsing the truth. Well, we don't manually intervene with search results. Meaning, he was asked about whether or not search results were biased towards leftist or Democrat-leaning candidates. And he said, well, we don't manually intervene. Well, what about all the algorithms that intervene? What about all of the automatic responses that intervene when people search for particular candidates? The memo states that was leaked to the Daily Caller. Uh, leaked from Google. The investigation of the watch list is done in the tool Athena, the Ares manual review tool, and intakes signals from search, web span, and Ares in order to complete reviews. Once a domain is determined to be violating the rep misrepresentation policy or the Google neighbor policy, such as patterns, are then added to deceptive underscore news, deceptive, uh, no, deceptive underscore news, underscore blacklist, underscore domains dot txt by the trust and safety team. So what they're doing is they're finding a website that they don't like. Meaning websites that don't support a Democrat or a Republican that supports enough Democrat policies. And they're inserting it into their algorithmic tools so that search results do not happen when people look for a specific candidate, more than likely a Republican or conservative candidate. The only results that would show up are the ones that would be, well, 
damaging to said candidate. So now they are actually manually intervening by inserting those websites into their into the what is it the Aries system or whatever. So there is in fact manual intervention in Google in Facebook all of these sites all of these sites and let me tell you something an, an interesting thing that attorney general barr said when he was being looked at as attorney general is that he had a very big interest very big interest in looking at antitrust cases Antitrust cases meaning monopolies, com companies that are too big for their own good, like Amazon, like Alphabet, like Google and Facebook. All of those companies and YouTube. YouTube, which, by the way, categorized conspiracy theories focusing on Notre Dame's fire as the same as a 9-11 conspiracy. So what does that tell you? It tells you they want to control the narrative as usual. They, you can only be accepting of particular stories. And those stories must come from the mainstream and the government. Mm. You know, I, I didn't think I'd like it, but I do like hazelnut coffee. Uh, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. You know, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. He's just a snooty up. He, he just a. He's a horrible human being. I don't know how his wife does it. Well, I, actually, I do know how his wife does it. He's a billionaire, so she'll take it up the can for all she cares, as long as she gets some of that Zuckerberg money. So fate. It's been revealed that Facebook has. And who's reporting this? I believe it was NBC. Yeah, NBC obtained documents. Thousands of newly shared documents are anonymously, anonymously, jeez, I am out of it. I am exhausted. Leaked to the British investigative journalist Duncan Campbell, who shared them with a handful of media organizations. A handful, by the way. NBC News, Computer Weekly, and Sudenzitung. Some German rag. Campbell, a founding member of the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, is a computer forensics expert who has worked on international investigations, including an offshore bank and big tobacco company. The documents appear to be the same ones obtained by Parliament in late 2018 as part of an investigation into Facebook. So what they're finding out is that Facebook is, is outwardly and outrightly taking your information any information that you have sent over Messenger, over on your profile, anything. And it is voluntarily giving that information to its allies or apps that were being developed that Facebook thought that they could buy out at a later date. And if there were any competitors, then Facebook would outright deny them. Or what they perceived to be competitors... Facebook would outright deny them any access to any data that Facebook had and would normally sell to any other company since they were a competitor of Facebook or a rival of an app that Facebook was supporting. They wouldn't give them any data. Now, at the same time, 
you have to start considering that if Facebook is just willy-nilly giving out your data to other companies and apps, what do you think they're doing with the government? What do you think they're doing with other governments? Exactly. Exactly. Especially when most of the directors on the borders of direct, board of directors for Facebook, especially since most of them have a military background or an intelligence background. Yeah, exactly. So there was a uh, Facebook was using this as leverage. Facebook gave Amazon extended access to user data because it spent it was spending money on Facebook advertising and partnering with it, the social network on the launch of its Fire smartphone. In another case, Facebook discussed cutting off access to user data for a messaging app that had grown too popular and was viewed as a competitor. Aha. Uh -huh. But the documents show that behind the scenes, in contrast with Facebook's public statements, the company came up with several ways to require third-party applications to compensate Facebook for access to its users' data, including direct payment, advertising, data sharing arrangements. Facebook ultimately decided not to sell the data directly, but rather to dole it out to app developers who were considered personal quote-unquote friends of Zuckerberg, or who spent money on Facebook and shared their own valuable data the documents show. Basically, it's pay to play. And Zuckerberg is doling out anybody's information to friendly apps and friendly uh, companies basically for free. And if he doesn't like you, it's pay to play, baby. It is disgusting. And remember, I forgot who said this. If, the, if, if your membership is free, then you are the product. Your info is being sold all the time to anybody. You're looking at the beginnings of fa no pew as I burp. You're looking at the beginnings of fascism. Or I shouldn't say that. Fascism has been here for quite some time. You're looking at the beginnings of overt fascism where it will be in your face all the time even the deep state is not even trying to hide itself anymore they are putting it out there putting it out there that the rule of law applies to some but not us and even though we have laws in place do not cross the deep state there is an agenda that is going on. And there is no better example than the arrest of Julian Assange. Ecuador used trumped-up bullshit to get rid of Assange. And essentially what they did, uh, Ecuador, and Julian Assange was hiding out in Ecuador's uh, embassy. For the past seven years. Essentially what they did. Was said. They said. That Julian Assange has violated. His rights. Or not his rights. But his uh, I guess. What it means to be. 
an asylum seeker within the embassy. He didn't take care of his cat. The cat hasn't been there since October. He was smelly, maybe. The way he looked, it definitely, I would not, I would not pass judgment and say that he was not smelly. He did, in fact, look smelly, if someone could look smelly. Even though pe people took pictures of the bathroom that Julian Assange was using, and it was spotless. And they also said that it was embarrassing to have Julian Assange there trying to work the country's mission in the United Kingdom. Meaning furthering Ecuador's economic uh, objectives. Julian Assange. Julian Assange. It was joked about by Hillary Clinton, the woke crowd's pariah. The left's Diana, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton wanted to send drones in to bomb the Ecuadorian embassy to kill Julian Assange. What? The embassy is in the United Kingdom. So Hillary Clinton wanted to take a CIA drone, send it over England to bomb the Ecuadorian embassy, to kill Julian Assange, and then have the drone come back home. This is the woke crowd's savior, Hillary Clinton. Her, she, the election should have been hers. This maniacal, maniacal, deranged individual wanted to kill a journalist. Yes, I said it. I said Julian Assange is a journalist because everything that he has published cannot be refuted. No matter how much anybody tried, not one person can refute any information that was published by WikiLeaks. The day he was arrested, if you listened to the conservative outlets, they were stating that Julian Assange was arrested and kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy for releasing classified information that embarrassed the United States. Yes, the information that was embarrassing to the United States showed American soldiers committing war crimes and killing innocent people and killing civilians. And when they found out that they didn't kill all of them, they went back and tried to kill the rest of them. So the only thing that Julian Assange did was he showed the world the true face of war. And he put mud in the United States' eye because the United States goes throughout the world and says we're here to bring democracy and justice and free speech and stand up for the little guy and don't forget women's rights. We're always here to protect women's rights. And oh my God, we've got to protect the babies too. Even though we want abortion for everybody up until birth. Square that circle for me. And, and oh, by the way, we are a Christian country. What? What? Anyway, that's a different story. The, the issue is here that Julian Assange has been made out to be the enemy of both Republicans 
and Democrats. And all of the all the woke crowd, they're not woke. They are not woke because they think that the dastardly Julian Assange. One asshole from Congress said that Julian Assange is our property now when he got arrested. Really? Really? This is coming from somebody that's supposed to stand for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Regardless of party, you should be standing up for the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But you're saying that somebody is our property now. You sound like a frothing a serial killer. Julian Assange is not liked by the Democrats because those idiots think that Julian Assange was aligning himself with Russia and got Donald Trump elected. And he got Hillary Clinton unelected. So the only reason why Hillary Clinton didn't get elected is because Julian Assange released John Podesta's emails. Hillary Clinton's emails never got released, but John Podesta's did. And the only reason why Hillary Clinton didn't win the election is because Russia hacked the election. The only reason why Hillary Clinton didn't win the election is because Bernie Sanders didn't support her. The only reason why Hillary Clinton didn't win the election is because the FBI reopened its investigation into Hillary Clinton, whatever, so on and so forth. The fat bitch lost. She should take her fat ass and get out of here. Go suck down some more pork rinds in Arkansas. And get out of New York. Nobody believed you anyway that you wanted to be up here. And for the love of God, that reminds me. Does everybody remember when Hillary Clinton all of a sudden had a an African-American dialect in one of her campaign stops? I ain't in no ways tired. I mean, seriously, how was nobody offended by that? And then we have Ocasio-Cortez doing the same damn thing. How come nobody's offended about that? I'm so offended my voice cracked. How come nobody's offended by that? Anyway, so Julian Assange isn't liked by the Democrats because the Democrats think that Julian Assange got Donald Trump elected by aligning himself with Russia, and Julian Assange was working with Russia. Guess what? He wasn't. He released John Podesta's emails, not Hillary Clinton's emails, because he got it from somebody by the name of Seth Rich, who was murdered in a crosswalk. Seth Rich, that's right, was murdered in a crosswalk, even though the police say, well, it, he was uh, accidentally killed due to a botched robbery, and uh, none of his personal effects were lifted off of him after he was shot in a crosswalk. Also, we have determined that the upload times that it took to get all of John Podesta's emails would reflect that those emails were downloaded onto a thumb drive, not downloaded from someplace in Russia. The time that it took to download is too short for it to be from another country. So more than likely what happened is Seth Rich, upset by the outright lies and cheating on behalf of the Hillary Clinton campaign, downloaded a shitload of emails from John Podesta onto a thumb drive, gave it to contacts within WikiLeaks, and there you go. That's the whole thing. 
But the stupid woke crowd ain't woke at all, and they believe that Julian Assange worked with Russia. The Republicans don't like Julian Assange because Julian Assange is viewed as somebody that is stealing America's military secrets and putting it out there. Yeah, he stole secrets that showed American soldiers committing war crimes and killing civilians. He also released the CIA's manual on how the CIA was sucking up every text message, every sex message, every email, every phone call across the globe in real time. He released that. So the only thing Julian Assange did to ruffle the feathers of Republicans is to show how all-encompassing the United States military-industrial complex is influencing the lives of every human being, overtly or covertly. Yeah, right. So they're upset because he showed how the intelligence agencies and the United States government on a regular basis violated the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Let that sink in. Seriously. Seriously, let that sink in. There were a couple of people that quoted or were quoted. John Pilger said, The glimpse of Julian Assange being dragged from the Ecuadorian embassy in London is an emblem of the times. Might against right. Muscle against the law. Indecency against courage. Six policemen manhandled a sick journalist. Gore Vidal said, I was born 80 years ago in a country called the United States, and now I live in a homeland. An expression we haven't heard since Hitler. Where's the woke crowd on this? Where is, how come nobody is talking about this? How come everybody accepts the fact that you don't have privacy anymore? How come everybody accepts the fact and is angry at Julian Assange for airing dirty laundry that should, and, and that dirty laundry should never have occurred in the first place? Or if you're part of the left, then you think he colluded with Russia to hack the, the election. And, no, the precedent that this sets that Julian Assange, a journalist, was kicked out of an embassy while he was seeking asylum and granted asylum. The precedent that this sets is that you mean nothing. Your rights mean nothing. We can do this to a journalist. This person aired embarrassing laundry about us. Threw it out there. Guess what? His rights don't matter. Unless you toe the line, you are on watch. We will get you anytime, anywhere. Whether that's a drone strike or we'll just wait you out in an embassy after seven years. Now, the, one of the reasons why the embassy kicked him out was supposedly that the president of Ecuador received a pretty sweet deal from the United States when it comes to loans and trade deals. We'll wait to see about that. It is astonishing the, the, the way whistleblowers are being treated. And it's not like they're just, they just have an axe to grind. 
Julian Assange showed civilians being murdered. There were no enemies. They were people in the street being gunned down by helicopters. And then you got this asshole in the background who's interrupting the show. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is a sniveling asshole. I can't stand this guy. Now that Julian Assange has been arrested, do you ever see him? He's always got these stupid little glasses on. And they're they're about a half an inch long uh, in, in width. And he always wears them at the bridge of his long nose. Oh, he's just a smug asshole. Now that Julian Assange has been arrested, I hope he will soon be held to account for his meddling in our elections on behalf of Putin and the Russian government. I can't stand this jackass. I can't stand them. This sets a dangerous precedent. This is not good because once you go down this road, once a journalist exposes crimes that should not have occurred, especially crimes that have been covered up on behalf of governments, once you lock up journalists, we're done. And you think NBC and CNN and Fox News, you think all of them, they're the true journalists. They're part. No. No. If you want dirt on a Democrat, you go to a Breitbart, you go to a Fox News. If you want dirt on a Republican, you go to MSNBC or CBS or CNN. That's how that shit works. But if you start arresting journalists that, that don't tow the company line, you might as well live in a dystopian 1984 because it won't matter. It won't matter. And, oh, this was the other thing, that Moreno. Moreno, who looks – he looks like he drove to work with his head out the window. He's got hair that stands up about two inches. It's all dry and fuzzy. And he's got this stupid-ass smile, this sanctimonious pious, hypocritical smile. He said the reason why Julian Assange was kicked out of the embassy was because he started to use it as a center for spying. What center for spying? All embassies are used as centers of spying. That's what they do. The AMBO, the ambassador in charge... They look after CIA, FBI people that go through the embassies in certain countries. I mean, it's nonsense. It's nonsense that they kicked him out. They got a sweet deal. He was offered something, and that's why they kicked him out. And this this is going to come to a horrible conclusion for the woke crowd because the U.S., this is being reported by, uh, let's see, Andrew Cheatham or Cheatham. The U.S. unseals Assange affidavit revealing probable cause for extradition and arrest for conspiracy. No Russian collusion because they don't have any evidence of Russian collusion. There is none. Before 
Julian Assange got arrested. Chelsea Manning was in solitary confinement for over 17 days. And that, I believe, counts as a human rights abuse, On if you're to go with the United Nations and what their definitions are. So they were violating Chelsea Manning's human rights by throwing her in solitary confinement. And then, lo and behold, Julian Assange is arrested. They must have broke, broken down Chelsea Manning to such a point where she must have said something about Julian Assange that would require the United States to say, hey, we've got you now, especially since the affidavit is only conspiracy to commit computer intrusion, meaning they were helping out Chelsea Manning and they were trying to help Chelsea or Bradley Manning at the time find documents that would further expose human rights abuses and war crimes that the United States was committing and covering up. There's no Russian collusion involved. Zero. And all of the rape charges against Julian Assange. All bullshit. Bullshit. It's all nonsense. So FBI Special Agent Megan Brown admits in the affidavit, it remains unknown whether Manning and Assange were successful in cracking the password to the Department of Defense computer that allegedly conspired to hack, or they allegedly conspired to hack, meaning the sole charge against Assange remains his alleged attempt to assist Bradley Manning in accessing the documents that were eventually leaked in 2010. The probable cause for Assange's extradition to the United States is described as hundreds of messages sent between Manning and Assange on a Jabber platform. The two conspirators should have known that releasing the documents would cause injury to the United States, Brown declares, since it contained information about U.S. allies in Afghanistan who were assisting coalition forces to commit war crimes and kill civilians. The affidavit, uh, the affidavit dramatically refers to one of the largest compromises of classified information in the history of the United States, but fails to even ascertain whether the illegal agreement that Assange and Manning reached was what ultimately unleashed the trove of documents. So what we have here is bullshit. It means nothing. Nothing. He was a whistleblower. Bradley Manning was a whistleblower. And Bradley Manning went to Julian Assange to say, hey, these things that are going on in Afghanistan and Iraq aren't right. And another thing about Chelsea Manning. Bradley Manning was locked up for a long time. And he could have been executed. And this is what I think happens. It may be a bit gross, but it's it, it, this is what I truly believed happened. The only way that Bradley Manning could have escaped a firing squad, and the only way that a whistleblower that was caught 
would be able to send a message to other people thinking of being whistleblowers was to change their gender. You want to live? Then the rest of your life, Bradley, you are going to live as a woman. You, if you ever want to see the light of day again, are going to have to be emasculated and go through gender reassignment surgery. You, moving forward, will have to live your life as a woman. Now, for some people, that's not too much of a bad deal because they already do that on Saturday nights. And let me tell you something. It's a lot easier to get laid as a woman than it is to, for, to get laid as a man. Not me, however. I've got no problem. So, I mean, there are upsides to all of this. Anyway, that's what I think happened. And uh, Chelsea, Bradley Manning became Chelsea Manning. And then Bradley Manning, uh, or Chelsea Manning, getting confused now. Chelsea Manning was once again arrested for some reason over the past month and kept in solitary confinement. So uh, it's it's really sketchy here. It is really sketchy. You're telling Chelsea Manning was probably tortured in some way. It has to be that. So the other thing about this whole this whole uh, Julian Assange arrest thing is he's not being accused of doing anything with Russia. He's being accused of conspiracy to hack a computer with Bradley Manning to expose American war crimes. Okay. So what? The National Review is reporting that Special Counsel Robert Mueller's indictment of Russian intelligence officers are essentially telling us Assange wanted the Russians to rest assured that giving new material to WikiLeaks would have such a higher impact than what you are doing, i.e. And by the way, anytime you see i.e., it should really be e.g. I don't know where the i.e. came from, but people are using the improper syntax for that. It should be e.g., not i.e. Hacking and then putting the information out through channels. But time was of the essence. It was early 2016. If Hillary Clinton was not stopped right there and then, WikiLeaks warned, Proceedings at the imminent Democratic National Convention would solidify Bernie's supporters behind her. Of course, Bernie is Bernie Sanders. The competitor would still get the nomination. But if Assange and the Russians couldn't raise Bernie's prospects, WikiLeaks explained that Mrs. Clinton would be the White House shoo-in. We think Trump only has a 25% chance of winning against Hillary, so conflict between Bernie and Hillary is interesting. Even WikiLeaks thought Trump was a loser and he would only get 25% of the vote. In a nutshell, knowing that Russia had the capacity to hack the DNC and perhaps Clinton herself, 
WikiLeaks urged it to come up with new material and vowed to help bring it maximum public attention for anything that would hurt Clinton and would solidify Bernie Sanders. Okay, so if this is the case, how come... How come the indictments and the affidavit don't mention anything about coordinating with Russia and Bernie Sanders to hurt Hillary Clinton? None of it. Why hasn't Assange been indicted for criminal collusion with the Kremlin? The same hacking conspiracy for which Mueller indicted the Russian operatives with whom Mueller says Assange collaborated with. If Assange did anything with the Russians, why didn't Mueller find it? Why not? You can't explain it because there is no collusion with Russia. WikiLeaks didn't collude with Russia. Whatever the fuck collusion means. It's nonsense. It's all nonsense. You got these morons from what is this? Slate. They have a they ha- I guess they have a podcast. It's called Slate's Political Gab Fest. I'd love to be on that. And they had a Saturday edition, the Wahoo edition. And apparently there are three morons that are regulars, David Plotz, Emily Bazelon, and John Dickerson. Uh-huh. Gee. Sound, they all sound similar. Uh, Julian Assange was the target of their ire. Plotz, and this is being reported on Kunstler.com, spelled with a K, not a C, Kicked off by introducing Mr. Assange as the eminence greasy of WikiLeaks. Oh, it is a witty twist on the French phrase eminence grise, or gray eminence, an elder statement. Oh, that's very witty. I believe this is snowflake humor. Bazelon goes on to continue. He was acting like a big jerk. It's a podcast. You can't say fucking asshole. They were tired of him skateboarding all over the residence and scuffing up the walls and not cleaning his bathroom. He wore out his welcome on hospitality ground. Oh, God. Is this an excuse for humor? Also, Miss Bazelon or Bazelon, Emily, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. She doesn't talk about how the United States apparently was offering Ecuador uh, debt relief on, on behalf of the I or through the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which is controlled by the United States. It's actually controlled by the uh, BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, in Switzerland. Plots quickly added to Emily's statement and witty comments. He didn't clean up after his cat, which as a cat owner, that is grounds for expulsion. 
Dickerson then wittily retorts, The big problem is he's not an appealing man. He's clearly a narcissist. He's unpleasant. In addition to messing with our election, he basically is on Team Russia. Plotz then says it's acting as an agent for a foreign government as it has with Russia. Oh my fucking God, shut up. Shut I I couldn't even listen to this podcast if you fucking paid me. They this horrible sense of humor. That's enough. Oh my god. These people sound like fucking assholes. Oh, he's just a big jerk and clearly he's an agent of a foreign government. I can point to plenty of people and plenty of PACs that are agents of foreign governments where a member of Congress, senator, or representative can't take a shit without them knowing what that person ate 12 hours before. And you got this asshole again in the background with a stupid automobile or a stupid motorcycle. What am I, from the 1910s? Yes, it's an automobile. It's a horseless carriage. It's very noisy outside. So the, these people go on and on. Assange is so detestable. It's really tempting to get as far away from him as possible. One look at him, and I feel that way about him. Do you think Joe Biden would get a little handsy with him? He's far creepier. You don't find that Dickinsonian beard alluring? It's awful, but I always thought he was clean-shaven yucky. Oh, my God. This is a horrible podcast, but this is part of the woke crowd. They really bought into this whole thing that Julian Assange hacked the election and helped the Russians hack the election. Hillary Clinton lost because of Julian Assange. These people are fucking idiots. There, I said it. This woke crowd is beyond my comprehension as a human being to understand. I don't get why they don't have any sort of guts to say anything racy anymore. He's a big jerk. Ugh. Ugh, he's, oh, God, just terrible, awful, gut-sucking weasels. Mm. And it goes on, I mean, this is, this is just one little facet of the, of the larger plane, the, the larger plane of the United States, because now Laguna Beach, the same snowflakes, they're complaining that their police department has an American flag on their police cars. They're saying it represents the Trumpian administration. And it is a symbol of racism. It's threatening, intimidating, and harassing. The American flag on the side of a police car. They got their fleet redone and repainted. So they put an American flag. Uh, it's It's got the word police, but the letters have an American flag as the colors. So you understand where I'm getting at with this. And so all of these, well, it's threatening and intimidating. They're so filled. It's so stupid. First off, why would you think a policeman is going to be on your side? Well, that's, uh, that's, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, there, there are plenty of times where policemen are on good people side because nobody calls up a cop nobody dials 911 to come over and say hey let's have a tea party here the only time cops are really called anywhere is because somebody's being a jerk <laughs> what's the matter you can't say fucking asshole on a podcast <laughs> 
So California attorney Jennifer Welsh Zeter says she finds the flag design exceptional and questions the loyalty of anyone who objects to it. They are so filled with hatred towards this, she says. Office of the President of the United States and the current occupant of the office. That they cannot see through the current biases to realize that a police vehicle with an American flag is the ultimate American expression. Yes, there you go. There you go. They're complaining about an American flag. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, fine. I mean, like, get, get really, really, and another example of all of of this crazy, bizarre behavior. These people are so far out there. Even shit, I mean, this whole thing, this whole thing about, about the woke crowd spills into Cher and Cher's comments on illegal immigration. So the whole background to this is that the Democrats are, or, and some Republicans, they do not want to stymie illegal in, uh, immigration. And they don't want to enforce the laws that are on the books. So Trump said, fine, if you don't want to do any of this, what we'll do is we'll take all of the people that we get and capture and apprehend, whatever else, and we will ship them to sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. You guys want them so bad? You guys want to stick up for them so bad? Here you go. We've got plenty of them. Now, I think... This is New York-style fuck you. That's what this is all about. Fuck me? No, fuck you. And so Cher decided to tweet, I understand helping struggling immigrants, but my city, in all caps locked, Los Angeles, isn't taking care of its own. What about the 50,000-plus citizens who live on the streets, people who live below the poverty line and hungry? My state can't take care of its own. Many are veterans. How can it take care of more? And of course, Donald Trump glommed onto that and tweeted right back, I finally agree with Cher. Good for him for saying that, and good for him for sticking it to her. And of course, Cher had to come out and say, No, 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 no. She goes, I agree that Dems still don't get it. They're playing politics, and Trump is playing butcher your enemies and create constant mayhem. He's an ignorant thug with a lizard brain that guarantees his survival above all else. Notice the reptilian reference there. If Dems are waiting for him to have an epiphany, good effing luck. He has a black heart and a soul of death. She made reference to lizard brain that guarantees his survival, meaning that probably she suspects he, Donald Trump, is a reptilian hybrid. Shara later was acqui oh my god, she was so upset. She beside herself, apoplectic. She tweeted, worked, tried to explain myself, cried about Notre Dame, worked, felt misunderstood, worked, wondered how people could condemn me after all I've said and done in life, worked, 
and compartmentalized my emotions. Took care of those in my care. Remembered Bane will wait for you. Choose joy now and sadness later. If only she could turn back time. So she put her foot... And to her credit, though, she didn't delete the tweet. So good for her on that. But you see this deranged... This this deranged mindset. Oh yes, sanctuary city, sanctuary state, but not in my town. We want sanctuary for people, but not in my town. We live in that gated community. We want those walls up around our community. We don't want the riffraff. It doesn't matter if they're Hispanic or what. Hispanic, African, whatever. Or, or, or why it doesn't matter. We just don't want those people in our community. Trust me. It's not a racial thing. The rich people don't want you coming anywhere near their homes unless you are part of the help. That's the only time they want you there. Moving right along on the road to depravity, Representative Eric Swalwell of California has decided to wax poetic. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union with Jake Tapper, another asshole, uh, Swal Swalwell, God, try and say that three times fast, last year joked about nuking gun owners who refused to give up their firearms. Swalwell reacted to Tapper when he said, What's the punishment for, for people who don't hand in their guns? Do they go to jail? Well, Jake, they would, but I also offer an alternative, which would be to keep them at hunting clubs or shooting ranges. And the reason I have proposed this is because these weapons are so devastating. And... You know, keep your pistols, keep your long rifles, keep your shotguns. I want the most dangerous weapons. These weapons of war out of the hands of people. And essentially, he wants them to be nuked and blown up. And oh my God. Okay, so here's the thing. Most of these crimes committed with guns are committed with guns that are obtained illegally. So what are you going to do? Let's just be honest here. They want to confiscate guns. And they want to take guns away from everybody. And this is part of the agenda. It will always be part of the agenda because there is something else that is going on here. And they're really trying to get rid of these firearms. And I think it, I had some other stories too, I'm not going to go into. But I think it has to do with this. There's an amateur photographer. They took a, they took a picture. And in this picture, it, uh, it shows what appears to be a planet against a blue sky. It's not the moon, because the moon is also in the picture, but it appears to be a planet. A very, very faint 
outline, a circle, a semicircle of a planet. So this has to do with what I spoke about many or and what I speak about time and time again. About how the chickens are coming home to roost. About all, how about all of these gods that are coming back and or that are coming back and have been spoken about in ancient texts. Yahweh, Yahweh, the name for God in the in the Bible and stuff. You can find texts that make reference to another god by the name of Yahweh. And this was before the Bible even included his name. A thousand years before the Bible included the name Yahweh. So how do you square that circle? What we're talking about here is we're talking about the gods are coming home. And you're starting to see evidence of that. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to subdue the population because there are too many human beings on planet Earth for what the plan should have been. The plan all along is to create a slave species. Ancient texts talk about this all the time, and they did do it. You can find texts that explain how mankind was actually too smart for its own good. And the gods had to come down because they were complaining that, whoops, we kind of made a creature that was a bit smarter than we thought it would be. And they had to come down and essentially genetically dumb down the human uh, species. And the biblical reference to that is actually the Tower of Babel, where my, mankind was creating a tower that would go beyond the and reach the firmament and go into the whatever, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So God came down and said, you all speak different languages now. Good luck. So there are references to that from other cultures and other ancient texts. And so the whole purpose, according to these ancient texts, is to mine gold. Now we understand why gold is so valuable. Mine gold for the gods. Or mercury, if you are Mesoamerican, where they found pools of mercury. Whole pools of mercury beneath temple complexes. Because if you pump enough electricity through mercury, you will get gold. Now, how do they know about that? It's a different story. But you can re also reference the Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones said that mankind's population should remain about 500 million. So what are you going to do about the other 6.5 billion? This is where 5G comes into play. If you're going to be around, then we want to know where you are at all times. 5G has the frequency to see through concrete. They used it as a military weapon for the bunker complexes they were trying to destroy in Iraq and Afghanistan. The same bunker complexes that the CIA built with the Mujahideen against the Soviets. So what you're looking at here is you're looking at the end run to total enslavement. They want to get the guns out of a citizen's hands. They want to know what you're doing at all times by hooking you up to the Internet of Things, which can only be done with the advent of 5G. Now, an interesting thing about 5G is that it does not work 
if it is around trees. Trees do not grow around 5G or plants. Interesting stuff, don't you think? And also Lloyd's of London, the insurance carriers. Lloyd's of London refuses, refuses to insure people against 5G, or uh, which would enable, or which they refuse to insure the companies if anyone has a complaint that they have adverse side effects due to 5G. Meaning that the companies that install 5G and run 5G are up the creek if somebody can prove that 5G caused them some sort of physical, mental damage, or even death. Because then, those companies are going to be involved in class action suits. So Lloyd's of London, and now other insurance carriers, are telling these companies, you're up the creek, you're on your own. Because 5G, we consider that to be just as dangerous as asbestos. And we all know what happened with that. So we're not even going to touch 5G. We don't want to insure it. So this is the end game. The chickens have come to home to roost. The planet is starting to be seen in the horizon. You can find people that have taken pictures of it. And it's not the moon, because the moon is also in these shots. And so now these beings are going to come down and say, uh, what's been going on here? Why are there 7 billion slaves here? So mark my words, over the next 10 years, maybe 15, certainly in the second term of Donald Trump, you will see more wars. But they'll be bigger. And they'll be quicker because they'll be more destructive. And this is all part of the plan. And it does involve beings from potentially another planet or another realm. And that's it for the Cafe American podcast. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. You can listen to me on Stitcher, Podbean, and also, was it iHeart? No, Stitcher, Podbean. And one more that I cannot remember right now. I think it was tune in. Uh, so anyway, until next week, I think this week I have my other podcast, Resonance, where I am uh, with Aurora. This is going to be our last podcast because uh, the network itself is going on a bit of a break. So when that uh, and I have a couple of links to other podcasts that I have to put on there, too. I'll get to that as well. So that's it for me for the Cafe American podcast. This is your host, Chris Michaels. Until next time.